What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, Reed's not here. He is sick. Hopefully he feels better, so I'm doing it solo. I'm doing this Thursday morning. It's The podcast is supposed to be out in two hours. Um, got my coffee. Shout out Titleist. Team Titleist over here. I just got back from a golf tournament, so I didn't record it last night. I was exhausted. Um, Five-hour round, five-ish hours in the in the car, so that's why it's going to be like kind of rushed today. Um, so we got to talk about a few things: um, the PGA Championship, how it finished off. Um, there's some stuff I'm going to talk about, but I'm not going to go too in depth with because I want to talk to read about it. And then we also have my tournament that I'm going to talk about, and the one thing I think I need um, for my golf game to prove, like, not prove, uh, get better in competition, and um, kind of take a look at the score so far from this week, the Charles Schwab's Challenge, which has a promising um field of excitement if um mr block uh, can keep the streak rolling so um let's or get right into it uh so the pga championship happened uh last weekend uh brooks kepko won Brooks Kepko won at minus nine. Victor Hovland and Scotty Scheffler T two at minus seven. Bryson DeChambeau minus three. Um, Cameron Smith minus one. That ended up being the uh, what Kepka, DeChambeau, and Cam Smith were the three live guys inside the top ten. So. People are talking about that it solidifies the um, solidifies the live golf, but in my opinion, it doesn't because those guys were good beforehand. It's the fact that they need another couple big name guys who are stealing wins. That it's not just DJ Chef or DJ Kepka and Cam Smith doing all the work. Um, but that being said, Canadian Corey Connors was one back from the lead going into Sunday, fell off, he finished minus, or finished even at plus two. Um, the big story of the week, Michael Block, PGA professional, it gets exempted into next year's PGA championship with top 15 finish. He shot a 70, 70, 70. 71 for a score of one over par. Um, that story is absolutely magical. Uh, he was, what, two shots back of being in the top 15, holes out on a par three, and literally dunks it. Doesn't even know the ball went in the hole. Rory just turned around and went to give him a hug. And he was like, why is Rory giving me a hug? And then it, he found out it was in the cup. It was. It's an amazing story. Gets up and down out of the rough 
on the left hand side of 18 green and solidifies his spot next year so he doesn't have to qualify which is insane um with michael block he ended up getting an invite to this week's tournament that i've already mentioned and so far i have seen the uh canadian open he also got exempt uh, invited to so that would be cool to see him play here in canada it would be it's really interesting um looking at his like ranking um his OWGR ranking is 577th for a club professional who's played in 25 events and made five cuts. Um, his official earnings is $326,000. That is from like playing professional golf on this stage, which is insane to run a golf course charge $150 for a lesson and still come out and make the cut. I didn't think any of the PGA pros were going to make a cut because they normally never do. He made the cut and he ended up like shooting probably the best three rounds of his life just happened to be all that week. Um, no top tens, no third place, no runner ups, no international wins, no PGA Tour wins, blah, 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 blah. Um, he's got a U.S. Open qualifier coming up. It's like him and Son are both in it. Um, so if we see him at the U.S. Open, that would be insane, too. Um, next thing I want to show you is this graphic right here. Um, Golf Digest posted it. So in majors, Brooks Kepka has... 36 starts with a win percentage of 14%. Okay. Uh, top three is 25%. Top five is 39%. And top 10 is 50%. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Brooks Kepka hasn't finished outside of the top 10 in a major since he won his first one or something like that. It's insane. It's like video game numbers it's like tiger numbers if you look at tiger right next to him 91 starts 60 16 percent win percentage 28 percent top three uh 36 top five and 45 um top 10. insane um kepka's going to be in the majors for the next five years for sure because he just won and that gets you exempted into all the majors for the next five years so he won't have any of the issues with getting into any of the majors via live issues. Um, if we look back here, DeChambeau is going to move up in the world golf rankings for sure. Um, Cameron Smith is stuff like that. So they're going to be in for sure, at least till the Masters next year, probably. Um, the ones that are struggling, where is it? Dustin Johnson, T, T55 probably will get, move up a little bit, not too much. Um, it was a tough golf course they played the last weekend. It was very thick, very lush. Um, 
I don't I, I don't even know what I would shoot around there. I want to say I would go out and shoot 80, but if we look at, um, let's pull up PJ Tour on Instagram. So everyone's favorite, uh, Joel Damon, his caddy played the Monday of the PGA Championship, the Monday after. Um, Technical difficulties, okay? There we go. So, Joel Damon's caddy, Gino, shot a plus 15, 85 on Monday. Not one birdie, and only five pars. A 45 front and a 40 on the back. This man is a scratch golfer. Okay. So he was trying to break 90 probably at this golf course. And not to mention being a PGA Tour caddy, there's a lot more knowledge that you have of the course, especially because you're caddying on that course. And... Um, Obviously, you got um, more knowledge, more understanding, and more of the intricate, like, you know how to play golf when you're a caddy. Like, it's not like just you're holding the bag type thing. Um, <sighs> he said what, what a front nine that was. Um, he always wanted his own scorecard graphic. And it was it's just like an insane like thing to think about is a scratch golfer went and shot 85 at Oak Hill. And you have a PGA professional who hasn't really practiced as much as all these guys on tour have practiced and he went out and shot even, even, even one over. It just makes you think like Um, just, it's crazy because, like, Block said it that he could play with them. He just didn't want to have to play to pay for his mortgage. That's what he said. So, yes, I would say he's good enough to be there. But we'll see if he can keep it going. Because a good tour golfer isn't playing around level par. They're playing under par. Um, a good tour golfer is doing it repeatedly. A good tour golfer is doing all these things. I know it's hard to say, oh yeah, the 
good to a player is playing under par regularly and then you look um Corey connor's plus five on sunday you're looking um minimally plus one uh xander shoffley minus three but finished at plus two fleetwood plus one um, Jordan Spieth minus one at plus five for the week. Hideki plus two, plus five for the week. Uh, like you're looking at all these guys on the leaderboard who are normally in contention. Justin Thomas plus twelve for the weekend, plus two on Sunday. Like, like yeah, we know Justin Thomas isn't having the best of season. Tony Finau, who is is was like it's been really hot lately playing. He's on fire and he went out and shot plus seven on Sunday for a final round total of plus fifteen. Like the cut was plus six. So it's it's hard to tell you or say that everyone needs to be shooting under par or to be a good golfer you need to shoot under par consistently, especially on the PGA tour, when the cut was plus six. But that's just how difficult Oak Hill was, and like I said, I, I wanna, wanted to see what I could do there. I wanted to see how badly I'd do. It would be absolutely hilarious. Um, so, Eric Anders Lang, if you're doing a breaking series at Oak Hill or any of the major tour venues, please, I, I'm available. Um, I'll figure out how I'm gonna get, how I'm gonna get there, I don't know, but I'm gonna figure it out. And we're, we're going to have some fun doing that. Um, <sighs> Next thing, I'm trying to find this post on the golf. There's, it was on Reddit. Um, it was golf-related. Um... I don't know. I can't find it. I was trying to find it before I started talking, but now I can't find it. So we're just gonna we're gonna skip over this part. Um, so we're going to move along. Um, I just got back from Cabo Beach. I uh, played practice round on. Tuesday, tournament round yesterday on Wednesday. Man, it was difficult yesterday. Um, they just opened like the 5th of this month. So greens were punched. Greens were not to tour standards or whatever you want to say. They're, they weren't rolling fast. They were probably like a an 8, 9.5 in between there. Um, it was also 1 degree Celsius. So like what 34 fahrenheit and 15 mile per hour winds it's right on the court right right on the like georgian bay so you, the stretch of holes that is like right along the water was absolutely howling like i went driver three wood on the par five and I had like 10 feet, the three wood I hit from like 270 out. Like I just got it up in the wind and it just went. 
I was like right at the flag and I was like, this is either going to be really good or I'm going to be over the back of the green. And blew the eagle putt like 10, 10 feet past and sank the 10 footer for birdie. Um, made the birdie in the hardest hole in the course by far yesterday. It was a really short hole. It was straight into the teeth of the wind. It was like, sort of a downhill tee shot you got water all down the right hand side you got housing on the left it was a very tight hole i landed my ball on an upslope kind of i hit like an eight iron from like 130 because i was it was howling into my face it was on an uphill lie so it was just going to get up in the wind so i just hit an eight iron i almost fell backwards into the water and the ball is like sticks to like three feet and it was a kick in birdie like that was one of the best shots um i came in solo 14th i believe um i was sitting in 15th for a while and then someone had the worst back nine of their life um i I did end up shooting 88. Um, it was tough, very tough, very cold. Um, I'm going to say I had, it took me seven shots from poor mental mistakes. And the reason why I say that is there was, I, I mean, shanks happen. I hit a shank into the woods and then I hit an approach. I hit like a provisional just in case I couldn't find it to like three feet. If I knew it was to like three feet, I would have went like, oh, I couldn't find my ball and just went or looked in the wrong place just on purpose because from the trees, I couldn't hit my third shot out. So I had to play on playable eye. So then that was dropping, f dropping three, hitting four. And then I would have, then I went five onto the green and two putted for seven. Whereas I was... I dropped three, hit four, and I was three feet for five. So at if I two-putted that, I would have been six instead of seven. So that got me a shot back. I would say that would probably get me two shots back there to put me down to a five and only double that hole. Or that would be only been a bogey, sorry, instead of triple. So then that's two shots there. The par three where I doubled, it was I hit I hit. I was rushed to the tee because my group was trying to keep up with pace of play, so they were already teeing off. I was rushed to the tee. I didn't really take my time. I didn't take my time hit like finding out what type of shot I was going to hit with my wedge when I was short. So I'm going to say if I can actually see their shots happen and notice that they, the one was short and right, and the other one was short left that I probably would have clubbed up again instead of just going with what it said on the card basically um I would have probably clubbed up and been able to hit the green um then even if that I felt rushed so then my uh, like my chip onto the green would have been more precise and blah 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 blah, and it all went downhill from there so that was just this the two stretch of holes right there that I would say 
at least make bogey on that one instead of double. So that would that's three shots there. On on one, I should have gotten back two shots. So that's five. Let's say instead of it being two shots, let's say it's one shot. So that's four shots there. Let's just just guess. Um, so on the front nine, short four for sure shots. Okay, that I feel like I could have gotten back five at the most. Okay, so if I shot, so it was a forty-five on the front. So it's either in in my head, if I didn't have those mental mistakes, I would have shot either a 40 or a 41, which still isn't that great, but it is what it is, okay? Then if we're looking at the back nine, um, bogey on, or double on 10, hit a okay tee shot should have clubbed up on my approach shot should have like my my pitch shot onto the green when i missed it was okay i mean it i probably shouldn't i didn't need to i think it was just my target on my approach shot it wasn't the club it was the target because i hit it like pin high but i hit it left and the wind was howling off the right so there it goes. So 10, I would say it would be a scenario where it was um, it was like poor target on the approach shot and then poor putting. Like I would say on that you get let's say one shot back make it a bogey instead of a double um the bogey on 12 poor putting it was the face wide so i went to tap it in and the face was i left the face wide open and i missed the putt for par so i ended up three putting because i left the face wide open on a tap in um 13 should have chose a different club off the tee then i hit a very poor second shot and then my third shot i flew the green into the woods and then i had to take another drop there so we're at what two shots on the back so far then let's say choosing a different tee club off the tee probably would have gotten me a different club in probably wouldn't have flown the green scenario so we're going to say we take the drop for the unplayable away we take the third shot away so that's four right there and then we just keep everything the same so that's four shots from this back nine uh, 14, 15, 16 birdie, 17 bogey, that's okay. So I'm saying four shots on the back and roughly four shots on the back, four shots, or 
four shots in the front, five shots in the front, whatever we want to disguise. So so that would put me at, just for example, that put me at 80, 41, 39, or 79, 40, 39. And 81 would have been T5, and 80 or 79 would have been solo 5, instead of solo 14th. So realistically, I said 7 shots, it could be 8 or 9, there's just a lot that going on, but I can guarantee 7. So that's why I said I should should have probably should have been like T5 instead of where I was at. But it was a hot, tough course. Like, um, last for like plus 31, plus 21, plus 19, plus 19, plus 17, plus 17, plus 16, which is myself, plus 15, 14, 13, 13, 13, 12, 12, 11, 9, 6, 5, 4, and 2. I played with the winner, Colin. He made two bogeys. Nothing would, no birdie putts would fall for him, but then he would drain like a 10-footer, 10, 15, 20 footer for up and down to say par. Like, the golf gods weren't on his side when it was birdie time, but the golf gods were on his side to play par or when it was for par. So, like, it was just he got some lucky breaks. Like, he hit one into the hazard on the. Hit one on the hazard on. Let me look. It was 15. He hit one into the hazard in 15 and still got up and down for par. Like, it wasn't really the... Like, it was... It was the hazard, but he could play out of it. And he had a line, and then he got onto the green and two put it for par. Like, it, see, he was he was lucky. But he also was, cons like, was consistent. His only bogeys were on 17 and 1. And... He ended up taking the dub at two over. It was, it was really good to see. I'm glad someone I've actually played with a winner. Um, he had to wait around because there was someone that was plus one with three to play and then kind of choked it and ended up needing to make an eagle in the last to push uh, for a playoff, but they didn't need to do that, so... Congratulations to him on the win. And we're going to move on to uh, this weekend, the Charles Schwartz or Swarbs Challenge. Um, currently, if we look at this, let me move myself back down here. Let's look at the leaderboard. Board. Currently, the lead is five under through six. 
start soft, birdie, birdie, bird, four birdies in a row, then par, and a birdie. Insane. Did he? Oh, so he missed the green, and now he's three, three feet for par. Um... Oh, we got the worst is Harry Higgs at plus four. Through six. <laughs> so at least, like, it's the field is kind of stretched right now. It's minus five to plus four. Um, Akshay Batia is in the field. We got a. Hopefully he comes out and just dominates because he needs one. Um, Michael Block, like I said. See, Kim's at T2 right now. Um, Spieth, even par. Dylan Fratelli hasn't teed off yet. Victor Hovland hasn't teed off yet. Cam Davis hasn't. Uh, Tony Finau hasn't. Morikawa hasn't. Homa. Minwoo Lee. This is like, it's a, I'm not going to say it's a weak field, but it's not a stacked field. It's not a designated event, so I'm guessing, like, that's why I didn't see any, like, Rom or Rory or anyone in that um, field, but it is what it is. Um, so it would be an interesting weekend to continue the block party, and I'm going to, let's finish off with some Reddit. It's, I don't even know how long I've been recording for. 30 minutes I it's not going to be a long one today unfortunately but it is what it is and we're just gonna we're just gonna go through I'm just gonna go scroll down some unpopular opinions This person says they hate gimmies. You traveled 500 yards and the sole purpose of getting the ball in the hole just to... Alright, so just put the ball in the hole type thing. Uh, gimmies are fine. Like, if it's a kick-in, like, you know, it's going to be a kick-in. No gimmies on birdies or eagles. Just only on... Um, only for, like, pars and bogeys and doubles and triples and all that fun stuff. Um... Stupid squash courts. Okay, how about the new cal uh, classification of hazard? When 
OB is like 10 yards from the fairway as a residential hazard or something. Treat it as lot, uh, lateral. Um, stupid squash courts. That's what he says. Um, agreed. Someone says agreed. OB places aren't um, in keeping the challenge of the course and just the convenience of the surrounding areas your points valid i would say you're living on a golf course if there's a golfer that comes in your backyard to hit a golf shot i'm sorry that's you chose to live on the golf course same reason why you see the signs where being like oh if a golf any damages to any of the housing is on the golfer the the course is not responsible it should the, the course should be responsible. The golfer should respond be responsible. You guys chose to build a house and live on a golf course. That's what you chose to do. Um, same thing with houses that are on the driving range, and you're not allowed to hit driver because they're the how the people in the houses are upset because golf balls are flying into their backyard. Well, you're living on the driving range. Like you chose to live on the driving range of the golf course. That is your fault. Why are you blaming us for you not liking where you're living because of the fact that you chose to live here? Um, so where it's the residential hazard or the whatever. Yes, it doesn't make it challenging. It makes it more convenient for them. I mean... If they really wanted to, if someone wanted to give me their house for free and it's on a golf course, I would fucking take it. Um, and I wouldn't care about the uh, balls going in the backyards or golfers hitting out of it, stuff like that. I would sit there and, like, if I wasn't playing, I would sit there and watch. And then if the ball comes back in, I'd be like, oh, let's see the shot. And then we would, like, I'll be his caddy for the time. Like, I would have a blast doing it. Um... So, yeah, so the OB of residential hazard is stupid. Like, you chose to live on the golf course. I, you end up paying the prices in the sense of golf balls in your backyard, golf balls hitting your house, stuff like that. Um, there's house insurance for that. <laughs> I need a break 15 to 20 minutes on the turn. Um, some golf courses have a long turn time because people are, go in and get food and all that stuff. So I would say just find the right golf course, man. Because if you find the right golf course, you will be 110% waiting 15 to 20 minutes on that back nine start because of the fact that um, you can go get food. But I'm probably going to guess that you're going to go get your food and then make your turn and then realize someone the group behind you is now in front of you because they didn't go to the turn and then you're going to be upset with them because you are supposed to be in front of them but yet you want to wait for 15 minutes i think you're i think you'd be that person desert desert golf shouldn't exist that's a I, yeah i agree that's a really good one but i say no because desert golf is different um, it's kind of like Lynx Golf versus Parkland versus, um, like, so you have, like, the Lynx style, which is more 
European, more Scotland, more UK. And you got the Parkland where it's more like American type ish, like North American with the tree lined. Then you have like the resort styles, which are more, I would say, more of resort style so they're kind of all over the world where it's like they're very inviting they're very wide they have a lot of space stuff like that then you have the desert golf which it's like grass and desert which is very similar to lynx golf where it's grass and fescue like there's like at st andrews you could miss the fairway but be still in a fairway condition lie because you're in a different fairway because you missed the fescue. It's, I would say it's, it's adds to the whole uh, style of golf. Um, like there's mountain in golf where you're playing on the side of a mountain. Like it, there is spots for it. And yes, um, it's kind of weird that in the middle of a desert you have like this beautiful green grass like um golf course but it's the style of golf it gets windy it gets like in the winter time if it's cold like it can get cold because there's not enough moisture in the air to keep it warm type thing like it is a definite test and it deserves to be there um it just doesn't make sense why there is um like there it's just weird that there's grass that can grow in the middle of the desert type thing because it doesn't get rain and all that stuff um playing with his wife we talked about that one um I think in Jack and Arnie got a free pass on not standing up for, huh? Black golfers in the 60s, why no one makes the obvious connection with their interactions when they are the powerful force to change the PGA to benefit minorities at the same time to me is shameful. So we're talking minorities on the PGA Tour. That's what we're talking about. Let's look at this. Um, so, the greatest golfer of all time is a minority. Um, Arnold Vaughn the third. You got um, Sanders Shoffley. Or Harnold Vonner is on live, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Shoffley, who's I don't is not a is not a visible majority. 
Um, Tony Finau, all these guys. Like, some of the guys that are, like, the best players in the world are, like, some of them are visible visible minorities. Colin Markawa. Stuff like that. Like, I don't think it's that big of an issue anymore. Like, back in the day where it was Tiger wasn't allowed in the clubhouse, that is a problem. But now it's... I think golf is in this weird bubble where if you're playing good golf and you're a good golfer, people enjoy watching you. Like if people are golfers are more so where we like a certain golfer because they're good at golf, not because they are this, not because they're that, whatever. Whereas I would say probably in more so the world of other sports you could run into an issue like that so yes yes and no like i agree with what you're trying to do but i don't feel like that is necessarily shown in golf yes i would say at the highest level doesn't show that it's more the probably the like lower levels and frankly i don't see it so i can't comment on it um because i don't know the golf course i'm a member at is very um welcoming and all that stuff granted i don't know if i've seen any visible minority or not um because I I haven't so that could also be a thing like just it's not there um, I'm also not there all the time I'm there in the afternoon so when majority of the membership is the young younger population so you get a lot of people who are a lot of kids that are still in high school a lot of people who have full-time jobs none of the members membership that i see is um the retired playing every single day type thing but could be could be a thing to look into it's a really hard topic to talk about Yes, Ricky Fowler was not overrated. He was one of the best putters in the world. He probably still is. He just can't get everything else going. Um, Some of you get too angry about slow play. I don't mean slower players who do not let faster play through. Uh, of course, they obviously shouldn't, but relax. If you have to wait a few minutes, those are the worst places uh, to wait for the few minutes. minutes then uh, There's worse places to wait for, for a few minutes than on a golf course. And 
there is worse reasons to wait. Someone is learning to play the game you love, which uh, has made your life better. It's also the case of, hey, we're waiting for this group that's really slow in front of us. But yet, the group that it was in front of them just got off the green. But we're complaining about the group in front of us. But yet, if you look, and you can see the other tee box, you can see them right there. The group that was in front of the group in front of you that are just teeing off in the other tee box that you can see from your tee box. And then if you look, look to your right over here. This is the left of the screen. But you look over here, and then you got a group on the green and it's like right there and you can see the group on the green oh and you can see the group in front of them teeing off on another tee box hitting to a par three over there but you're complaining to the bevcar girl saying hey can you go tell them to speed up i think i'm gonna leave yet there's a twosome walking behind you and you're a twosome why don't you be like hey do you want to play together well it's it would slow your group down so you won't be on top of them and then it will slow us down so we're not on top of you so it's like but no you you want to leave because like the golf course is busy like it's not pre-covid 19 like i remember i could go like pre-covid i could go and sit on seven green and chip and putt and head out of bunkers and stuff like that and not see a single person for like three four hours now i can barely walk up to like go practice and walk up and be like hey is there a spot available for for me so i would say the slow plays has nothing to do with the fact that um golfers are learning the game it's more so just golfers are there's more golfers to begin with like before in our area i would say there was too many golf courses for the number of golfers now it's we don't have enough golf courses for the number of golfers in our area type thing like pre-covid 19 you could probably get a 8 8 a.m. tea time on a Sunday for a single. Now you're lucky if you get an afternoon time as a single. And most of the golf courses don't let you book unless you have two players. Yet I went to Florida and I booked my rounds a month in advance and was a single for all three of them. And got paired up with or I got paired up with people but when I showed up I was supposed to be by myself they didn't book anyone with me which I'm fine with playing with other people like it I don't care but like it's just crazy I think about in Florida in the middle of winter which is their peak season they allow singles to book and singles to play alone mind blown and obviously they have a ton of golf courses down there but also the ton of golf courses will be holding a ton of people playing golf because of the fact that it's the middle of winter everywhere else and it's warm and sunny here so um yeah slow play like 
if there's a foursome in front of me and they don't let me pass and I'm just playing by myself, I would rather you acknowledge me and just ask me how my round's going or how how am I or something like that. Acknowledge me, let me know that you know I'm behind you type thing and don't ignore me. Because it just gets frustrating when it's like I'm on the I'm getting up to the tee box and you guys are leaving and you don't acknowledge that I'm that I'm even here. Like if it was someone where it's like, oh yeah, sorry guys, the group in front of us is slow. Okay, you know that I make you you know I am, I exist, so you know that I'm right here type thing, which that's all I ask is if you, if you're playing in front of me and I'm and we're catching up to you or I'm catching up to you or whatever, and you don't really want to let us pass because it's slow in front of in front of you, just be like, hey guys, how's it going? Acknowledge us. Keep playing golf. Uh, so I think that's everything I got going, got for today. Um, I stretched it out to a whole 50 minutes. Whoa, whoa. Um, so we got the Charles Schwab challenge going on this weekend. Michael Block for the win. Let's go. Um, we're going to break down the PGA championship picks in the next one. When Reed is actually here, we're going to do our picks again when Reed is back because, it's just kind of hard to do everything when it's um, like when it's just myself. So I was just trying to was able to talk about my tournament a little bit and feeling like I need a um, like a sports psychologist. I don't even know if I said that, but that's the one thing I think my game needs is like some mental like coaching. But yeah. So thank you guys for watching and listening. Enjoy the golf this weekend. Um, let me know if you have any um, opinions on the block party. Um, and we're going to see how well he does this weekend. And if he does well, we're going to have a great conversation next week. If he does poorly, we're going to call him a one-hit wonder. So see you next week and enjoy the golf this weekend.